Section 70 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World Story, Volume 1. China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 70. Receiving the Yellow Jacket. By A. Egmont Hake. The treaty which closed the war was signed in 1860. The Manchus were then free to suppress Hung Su to Suen, if they could. By this time they had learned that the Chinese army was not the mightiest force in the world, and they appealed to their former foes. Major Gordon, afterwards General Gordon, took command, and now the fortunes of the rebels changed. In 1864 they were completely suppressed. The greatest honor that could be shown to Major Gordon was to bestow upon him the Order of the Yellow Jacket. Of course this, like all Chinese proceedings, was carried on with a vast amount of ceremony. The Editor The Emperor of China had granted to Gordon for his eminent services the distinguished Order of the Yellow Jacket. The number of the recipients of this Order is, I believe, limited to twelve, and these twelve constitute His Imperial Majesty's bodyguard. Gordon had received, during our absence from the Camp of Instruction, a notification that the distinguished Chinese officials who were deputed to invest him with his order had arrived from Peking, and were awaiting his pleasure to settle when the ceremony of investiture should take place. A very large force of Imperial Chinese troops arrived and stockaded themselves about three miles from us. Gunboats conveying and escorting the Chinese dignitaries arrived, and an enormous amount of gunpowder was burnt in the way of salutes to them. It was decided that the ceremony should take place at the camp of instruction, and two very large marquee tents were pitched for the ceremony. The day arrived. All the Chinese officials wore their gorgeous robes. The air smelt of the villainous powder that they burnt in the countless salutes and crackers let off to do honor to the occasion, and countless banners and flags of all hues were flying. Altogether it was a very bright and animated scene. For some two or three hours, Gordon did nothing but put on one suit of clothes, take them off and put on another, and to onlookers it became rather monotonous. The donning of the yellow jacket with all its paraphernalia was the climax of this interesting scene. More guns fired, crackers fizzed and burst, gongs were clashed, and huge brass horns brayed. The Chinese officials went down on their knees, and appeared as if seized with a sudden desire to find out which was the softer, their heads or the ground. After trying conclusions with the ground three times, all got up, looking very solemn, bewildered, and marching about the place with spectacles and hats in very dissipated positions on their faces and heads, and garments very much disarranged. All the time that this was going on, Gordon's face bore a sort of half-amused, half-satirical smile, and, though he hated the whole ceremony and fuss, still he entered into the whole affair with interest, asked about the various garments, and made comical allusions to his appearance in them. Altogether, the ceremony lasted close on five hours. This over, the Chinese dignitaries left in the same ostentatious and noisy way as they had arrived. The paraphernalia connected with the Order of the Yellow Jacket is very considerable, and the outfit must have cost a very large sum of money, as it comprises silk dresses, robes, jackets, hats, caps, boots, shoes, fans, girdles, thumb rings of jade, and necklaces for all seasons and occasions. The outfit sent down by the Emperor was in fair-sized wood boxes, covered with white parchment and the device of the imperial dragon in red painted on them. 
Each box contained a complete suit appertaining to the order. How many there were altogether I forget, but there were a great number. End of section 70. Recording by Todd.